0: Mother's Day weekend and in honor of all moms out there, whether you're a physical mama or a spiritual one, or just know a mama somewhere, we're going to take a break from our interview episode to share some wisdom about how you can be a champion in the Job journeys of your life. So grab a notebook and a cup of coffee and maybe even grab your mama and get prepared to charge the champion.
1: Mother's Day weekend, fam.
0: Happy Mother's Day!
1: Uh, I am excited for what you're going to give me for Mother's Day.
0: Well, I it is on the way. Really? Yeah, it's on the way to the house right now, actually. Oh my gosh!
1: Ooh, I'm excited.
0: I know. You'll see what it is when we get back.
1: Really? Okay. Cool. All right. So, in honor of Mother's Day weekend, we are going to do a special episode, um, sort of breaking up Josh's interview. Um, but this will be a treat, I think, for all parents um, mm. or people that want to be parents someday or people that have walked through hard times. Really just everyone. It's, yeah. It's not really just a Mother's Day episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's for guys. It's for girls. It's for everyone.
1: Chicks and dudes.
0: Yes. That's a great way to say it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Chicks and dudes. Today, we're talking about believing when believing doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. So we're going to journey through a few, just a, an extended season of our life, um, kind of like our Job journey. I think we all mm. go through Job journeys in life, sometimes multiple times mm-hmm. throughout our life. Um, but we're going to talk about our a little bit of our Job journey and um, how God brought us through that and how on the other side of that journey obviously we're still journeying with Jesus but on the other side of that journey um it just all it all made sense why we needed to believe even when it seemed impossible to believe
0: that's right so uh one of the one of the things um actually the thing that we are going to be talking about the journey that Ashley mentioned with all of her j journey Job, jesus that's right words <laughs> um that we're going to be talking about specifically today is um our journey in having uh, our third child baby number three yeah and uh, uh how that started some of the things that we've gone through or went through in that journey uh till now now we have baby oakley yeah and um Kind of the lessons that we can glean from that. So, um, <clears throat> let's rewind back to the summer of 2018. Yeah. We were student pastors. Uh, we were just beginning, like, the camp season.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, Ashley had a really exciting announcement that she... Had for me, yeah. So tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> obviously um, we have two girls already, and um, I can't even tell you how old they were at the time, but you probably could. Um, four and anyways, six. four and six. So they were a little bit older, but we um, we just felt in our heart that God had one more for us. So um, so we were trying a little bit. Not trying not to try, I guess is another way to say it. but um,
0: I think that makes sense. You can fill in the blanks.
1: That's right. Anyway, so um, so we, um, yeah, so that was where we were at and just one day I was like, you know what? I'm late. And, uh, normally, I mean, like that doesn't bother me cause I'm not regular anyway, but, um, mm. so was <laughs> getting personal here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so obviously I took a test and I was so excited. I was actually getting ready to go on a walk with one of my mentors and, um, I just ran out to the living room. So pumped shared with Josh that we were, we were expecting. And, um, I think that was the most excited of all the births announcements like up to that point the other two you were like whoa baby (laughs) like sort of shell shocked but um with this one you were you were excited and -hmm. that made my heart happy so um yeah so we went into camp um just like a week later and um on the other side of camp we were supposed to go to our first doctor's appointment so all throughout the week of camp, um, we were just elated. We shared with our, you know, we'd never had any complications with pregnancies before, so we shared with everyone really um, that we were expecting, and um, yeah, and so on the other on the other side of camp, we we leave camp, we come home, and just a couple of days later, we're going to our first doctor's appointment. And I don't I don't know why but just in a matter of like 24 hours, I went from being very excited to having this thought that just something wasn't right and um, I remember sharing that with you Excuse me on the way over to our um, Doctor's appointment like I don't know something's just not right. I, I'm nervous I'm more nervous than I've ever been about this first appointment and um, Yeah So then we go into the appointment and
0: and you can kind of share. Well, yeah, like, you know, as a husband, you hear these things and you're like, you know, Ashley's telling me on the way over, uh, she doesn't feel right about this or something wrong. And I'm just like, well it's gonna be fine you know we, we're gonna it's gonna be great we've never had any complications before this like um, we've ha- we have two healthy children pregnancies were all healthy all the way through uh, there's no reason to be nervous about it um you know so i'm um, like stepping into the encouraging positive husband figure role that i guess a lot of times i play i don't know maybe yeah. i do <laughs> hyper optimistic yeah okay hyper optimistic probably that's a fair statement so we go into the appointment and uh, i remember um you know the ultrasound tech right yeah um sits us down sits you down and puts the cold jelly on your belly (laughs) and um starts the ultrasound and like, immediately, something was weird, you know? She just kind of acted weird. We've seen two of these appointments before where the ultrasound tech gets really excited and bubbly, and then this one was not. And she said, um, well, I'm going to have the doctor look at this, and we'll give you a phone call. Yeah. And I was like, what? This has never happened before. So... um yeah. The she just kind of dismissed us, uh walked out, told Ashley to, you know, wipe herself up, you know, from the ultrasound, the what's it called? I don't know. Goo. Goo. <laughs> yeah. Really wipe the goo up. <laughs> and uh and we kind of headed out, you know, of the doctor's office from that appointment and just kind of were I think we were just like completely silent in the car on the way home. I don't remember very much conversation other than, uh, I think Ashley said, I told you I didn't feel right about this. Uh, and I think I just was quiet all the way back. And I think we both were after that statement was made. So I was just kind of, it was a weird thing, you know? Um, and, um, I remember uh, a couple days later i was on the way uh, maybe it was the next day I- i'm not sure i can't remember the time frame between the appointment and then when we got a phone call from the doctor but i think the doctor called you and essentially said that uh there was a baby in there right
1: yeah and Where there's evidence of, of
0: right. that yeah mm-hmm. uh, but there wasn't a there wasn't a heartbeat or anything and that eventually, in the next couple days, that would pass out of the body. Yeah. Uh, and Ashley immediately called me, and I, I remember I was on the way up to uh, the church office at the church that you know we were both serving at. And uh, uh, there's a intersection right before we, uh, right before the church, essentially. And I remember taking the phone call and. Uh, Ashley told me that and on the phone I was with her and I remember looking up and there was a red light and I saw it was a red light but it didn't register that it was a red light and I just kept going straight through the intersection um, which nothing bad happened but that was just kind of like the shell shock moment like I was like what in the world mm. we've never had this happen before um and it was it was a challenge like it was a it was a challenging season especially because we had never had anything like this happen
1: yeah
0: on top of that because of that honestly because of that yeah we had shared with so many people that um you know we were expecting our third child yeah and so then um uh, i mean we had even announced to the church congregation. I think after camp, when we got back from camp, we had announced from the front of the platform on a Sunday morning that we had um, we were expecting. Yeah. And then after that doctor's appointment, it was like, oh man. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, all throughout that <clears throat> those few weeks, um, you know, from the from the moment that. I had the conversation before the doctor's appointment, um, with Josh, I just felt in my heart that the Lord was not audibly saying this to me, just sort of giving me this word of hope to be expectant. And so as you can imagine going into that appointment, having those feelings coming out of that appointment and still feeling like the Lord was saying, be expectant. And, um, you know, expectancy isn't just, Mm A term that we use in pregnancy. It's a term that we use in our walk with Jesus as well, to be expectant for him to move, to be expectant for him to provide, to be expectant for miracles to happen and for the hand of God to fall in situations. And um, so obviously I was a little tunnel visioned in that moment thinking I'm going to be expectant for this baby. Mm -hmm. And when, when God gave me that, that word and for my heart, obviously I was going through, like, uh, just turmoil, you know, um, but I still had hope that God was going to give me a baby. Um, even when the doctor called it, I still felt the Lord saying be expectant. And so I was having this internal struggle of this is what science says versus this is what I feel the Holy spirit is whispering to me in this season. Um, you know, and then I have my husband who's hyper optimistic all of the time. And um, it, it really helps me through seasons. But in this time, I was just really sh- struggling with the Lord. God, how can I be expectant when literally I'm, I'm seeing the evidence of life lost? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't understand what you mean by be expectant. And um, so that season um, sort of was obviously it was physically painful, emotionally painful, but also spiritually painful because I felt like I had this word from the Lord um, that just didn't line up with my current situations. And, um, really that's sort of what Job was dealing with as well. Um, he knew God, he loved God, he served God. And yet he walked through so much turmoil, so much hurt, and so much pain that we read about in the book of Job. And, um, it just didn't make sense. None of it made sense. And I think we all walk through seasons, situations, moments where what we know about the character of God does not line up with the situations that we're going through. Mm -hmm. And I think what God would say to us in those seasons is exactly what he said to us or to me in the parking lot before we went into that doctor's apartment. Be expected. Despite what you're looking at right now, despite what is right in front of you, right, right at the plate that you're sitting at be expected for god to move and so i really held on to that word um throughout that season and obviously you know um when you go through a miscarriage it's a long grueling process and Mm -hmm. um and so there are things in people's lives that they are walking through similar feelings like in a sense they are miscarrying maybe Mm -hmm. not a physically a baby but Mm -hmm. There are things that are long grueling processes that um, bring about uh, pain and bring about anger and fear. Um, And so I I think that um, a miscarriage is not just in the sense of a baby in in a mother's womb. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I I think we all go through seasons where we're miscarrying things. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) and God is saying, be expectant be expectant despite what you're looking at and so um as as we come out on the other side of all of this i realized that the expectancy that god had for me wasn't just be expectant for a baby it was be expectant for his hand and his sovereignty to move um and just flow through our lives because i mean hindsight right is always 2020. So we walked through that season of a miscarriage, and not long after that, we walked through a very hard season in ministry.
0: Oh yeah, it was really, really tough. Um, very hard. Yep. Um, and you know, we're we're not going to dive into all those details, but just know that it was one of the toughest seasons that we had ever walked through, coupled with what we had just went through with the miscarriage. Um, and, you know, but God walked alongside of us, put people in our life to walk alongside of us. Um, you know, um, very awesome, like mentor of ours, uh, who just wouldn't have, you would not think would have enough time, took her time to really care for us. And, and walk with us through a lot of that yeah. uh and we are just so eternally grateful for her um and for everyone else that that walked along side of us through that journey mm-hmm. um and but you know god remained faithful yeah. and he always does i think sometimes uh we get captured in this bad moment and we forget mm-hmm. sometimes we don't always realize that he's always next to us we just have to pay attention to him yeah um you know we're we're recording this from atlanta georgia because we're down here uh, at uh, um like a, a mentoring coaching thing and uh, there was an illustration that was done uh, and it was so cool like it's so simple but uh, you know think of like a ninety foot tape measure, like one of those big ones that rolls out, yeah. and you have you have ninety feet and each one of those feet represents a year of our life, and each one of those inches represents a month, and the season that we went through would have represented about ten inches mm-hmm. you know uh maybe maybe twelve inches, maybe a whole year of of struggle and hardship um and being just in a storm. Yeah. But when you kind of pull out that that length of time and look at it in perspective of the whole tape, it, it's not very long. Yeah. Um, so...
1: I mean, don't get us wrong. We, we've gone through struggles since then. Yeah, yeah. And, and it hasn't just been hunky-dory throughout the rest of our journey. This is just like the black spot in our story. Really, I mean, our life has been filled with small storms. But it just Mm. felt like this season was prolonged and that's why we call it sort of like our Job journey because Job just had one thing after another after another and it just felt like God was, it felt like God was beating him down. Um, And there was not much to be expected for, there was not much to um, believe in, but Job still believed when believing didn't make
0: sense. You were mentioning storms. Yeah. And how a lot of us, we have, like, these little storms everywhere. I think that season in our life uh, just felt like a Category 5 slow-moving hurricane.
1: Yeah. It wasn't a pop-up thunderstorm.
0: No, it wasn't. It was no pop-up thunderstorm. It was just, like, this massive thing that started in 2018 and then just slow, like, four-mile-an-hour, you know, moving (laughs) ginormous hurricane just... Moved over us, and sometimes that happens in life. You know, Um, it just does. But but God always remains faithful and with us through the storm. Yeah. So, uh, like Ashley mentioned, like we've had we've had struggles. This episode, you know, we we are honing in on um you know the journey to baby number three, you know. Yeah. So that was the first part. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and we walk through that storm. So God brought us through that that season in our life. You know, where we are now transitioned to a new place, uh, a healthy place, healthy transition. And we find out that you're pregnant in the yeah. fall of 2019, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so right before twenty twenty <laughs> uh we find out that Ashley's pregnant, and that that was exciting. You know we have two girls. I think at least me, I think both of us kind of were like, Man it'd be great if we could have a boy. you yeah. know, not that a girl would be disappointing, but you know a boy would be so awesome, yeah, yeah, so we're super excited. We've kind of learned like, hey, let's wait till we get to the first appointment and ultrasound and everything uh go to that first appointment we're both nervous like i am nervous still trying to be mr positivity but i'm nervous <laughs> and i know that ashley's nervous and we sit down and ashley gets on 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 the bench in the chair and does the ultrasound the tech you know does the ultrasound and she gets excited so then we're immediately excited you know deep down inside we're like jumping up and down and um it was just kind of like a, a glorious, redemptive moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is going to work out. This is going to be great. Yeah. And so then we let people know, and we're really excited about everything. We had maybe let one or two people know before that appointment. I
1: mean, it's really hard for us to keep secrets. It
0: really is hard for us to keep Not secrets. Not other people's
1: secrets. Let me just clarify Ooh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. when we're excited about something going on in our life, it's hard for us to keep Yes, it. exactly.
0: So... Yeah, don't don't worry. If you've ever told us something, you don't we we keep it under wraps. But our stuff, like, is oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, so, um, we fast forward to to Christmas and things things have been going all right. Like Ashley, you struggle with some dehydration issues.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a <clears throat> there was a time I would. I mean, I was very sick when I was pregnant with Oakley. Yeah. This was the most sick i've ever been in pregnancy and um so there was a time that i ended up in the er um because i was dehydrated severely you
0: just kept throwing up and throwing up and throwing up you couldn't stop
1: yeah and so they actually ended up doing an ultrasound there um to make sure everything was okay and everything was fine um but they they mentioned that there was like this spot um next to our baby that um, they couldn't really tell what it was, um, but that there was something there. And um, it could have been two different things. It could have been um, just like a blood clot from when the baby attached to the embryo or however that works. um, There there just could have been a blood clot there. Um, Or it could have been a second baby that didn't make it and um so that was just something that was always sort of in the back of my head and in my heart like were there two you know um you just don't know and um i didn't let it bother me too much but it was definitely something that i thought about you know um and was in my it was in my head and so you know we fast forward to december and that's where you were
0: yeah you were talking. so um, Christmas Day, we were up at my parents' house, you know, celebrating Christmas with uh, our family and just gone through the entire day. Um, and I think we laid down to go to bed about oh, 1130, 1145, close to midnight. And we were not in bed very long. And uh, uh, you were getting up or something. Nauseous. You were nauseous and you went, you were going to go throw up. Or go to the bathroom just in case you're going to go throw up. Sorry.
1: Sorry. This, I mean, this is a graphic. A graphic.
0: We uh, <laughs> we did put the disclaimer <laughs> for a reason, um, but you got up and you were going to go to the bathroom because you thought you you were going to need to throw up. So um, when you stood up, I I was like rolled over away, like and looking in a different direction, and you go, oh my gosh, and uh then then said like josh oh my gosh there is so much blood and I whipped back around and you were right like there was a lot of blood yeah um and in your pajamas like on the floor it was really it was it was scary. It freaked me out. And so I ran you to the bathroom um and, and we don't mean to be like gross to be gross, but like, I, I think that it, it just wouldn't do it justice just to be like, and there was some stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so ran into the bathroom and I like, you know, you got into the shower to clean yourself off. My dad, who's worked in law enforcement for almost like 40 years, probably, I guess. Um, he, is an amazing father and yeah. gives great care to people. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, was, was helping clean up stuff. And I call the doctor's office. I call the on-call doctor and she, and I explain what's happened. And she literally says, well, it sounds like your wife just had a miscarriage. And we're like, what? Like, I, I'm just like, what? No. You didn't tell me that though. Yeah. Well, I probably didn't think to tell you that. Yeah. Um, and I was just baffled. Like, no, this can't happen again. Baby's been healthy the entire time. Um, and I, I remember, like, she's like, "Well, is it bleeding a little bit? Is there a lot of blood?" And I was like, "There's a lot of blood." I'm like, "I don't know. Do we, we need to go to the hospital?" I think. And she goes, "She goes. Well, they're probably not going to be able to do much for you." And I said, "I said, man, there is so much." like it's bad and she goes okay well as soon as she gets out of the shower um you know put a towel under and and get in the car and go to the emergency room so we were like way away from home we were also like 45 minutes from from a hospital so we were in the middle of nowhere
1: yeah
0: um and my mom jumped in the car back seat with ashley and was taking care of her and i just remember like i was weeping um in the front seat i was like this can't happen again like are you serious god like i need you i need you to to help me you know Mm -hmm. and i remember uh not to be like overly spiritual or overly sentimental or anything emotional but like i remember like i just put on spotify because i i just needed uh jesus to help me get through that moment Mm -hmm. and uh um the song shuffled to uh lean back you know um and if you've never heard of that song go check it out um but like the line that really like that whole line you know lean back into the father's arm the into the arms of the father you know and that was the that was I mean, as soon as that song played, like as soon as it ended, I hit repeat and repeat and repeat. And for the next 30 minutes, like that's mm-hmm. what we listen to on the way. I just weep and weep and we're like, God, I'm leaning back into your arms right now. Um, I know that you have spoken to my wife and you said be expectant. And I believe that, but I need you to help my unbelief right now. Yeah. And um, we were... We got to the hospital and let me tell you what like this is this is pre-covid there was not another soul in the emergency room and it took an hour and a half to two two hours to get ashley back to a triage room just to be looked at yeah and i was like oh my gosh like this is taking forever my wife is bleeding like what the heck and uh um we finally finally get to go back and then you can you can share. <laughs>
1: yeah, <clears throat> so we go back, and um, I mean, to be completely honest, in that in that moment, I was just preparing myself for the worst. Um, I think I had just made myself numb um, through like past traumas that I've been through. I I know how to handle bad news, and I just do it by just shutting down. It's not healthy, but that's that's what I had done. I had told Josh. You know, I don't even want to be here. I know. I know what this is, you know, you know what this is. Let's not be dumb Let's stop the hyper optimism here um, We know exactly what what's happening and I just don't I I can't bear to hear it um, From a doctor like I just can't I would rather just go home and deal with this and quiet and um, You know handle it this way um, so I wasn't doing a very good job being expectant in that moment. I wasn't doing a very good job believing when it didn't make sense. But you you did. You, you were believing that, you know, something good would happen. And even if in your heart you were like, this doesn't seem plausible, you were putting on a good show for me. And um, it was exactly what I needed to hear. Like, um, you know, we just need to see what's going on. Mm. Maybe it's nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how it could be nothing, but maybe it's nothing. And um, so we go back and, um, you know, we, we wait on the doctor. And the doctor's very young, um, <laughs> very young.
0: I, and definitely not an OBGYN. No,
1: um, and a male. <laughs> and so he was, his bedside manner was was good, but it was awkward because he didn't know how to handle the situation. He knew probably just as well as we did what the likelihood of this, you know, This night would be Uh um, the outcome would be, and so he brings in this um, it's Uh (laughs) it's a portable ultrasound machine. It's not high tech. It's not what you do when you go to your your baby doctor at all. It's bare bones, Uh and so he um, you know hooks it up and and he starts you know examining my my uterus. Um, and he is very quiet for what seemed like an eternity. And, you know, I just knew, I just closed my eyes because I just couldn't bear to like watch his facial expressions. Mm-hmm. I remember, I re I was just remembering the facial expressions of the ultrasound tech two years before, mm-hmm. um, or a year before, and I couldn't handle it, you know? Um, but there was a moment where he went, huh? And I, I thought, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then another long pause of silence before he says, do you want to see your baby's heartbeat?
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I never thought I'd hear those words that night. Yeah. Um. And so because the, the ultrasound machine was, it's so archaic, you can't hear the heartbeat, but you can see it on, on the screen. And so um, he turned the screen around and he, he showed us and there there we saw oakley's fluttering heart and um i was in shock
0: i was in shock too i think i jumped up and gave him a hug i can't like i i it was such a blur like i know that i was crying Yeah. um and i was crying a lot i i jumped up and ran over and of course like put my head right in front of that screen so i could just double check to make sure you know because it did not seem that that was a possibility. That was not a possible outcome. Um, That's what my flesh was telling me. But in my spirit, I knew, I knew, like I believed that God was going to take care of us that night. Um, But all of the worldly evidence, all of the physical evidence did not point to that. And uh, he goes on to explain, I don't know, there's some medical terminology uh, essentially like, Like the birth canal opened up prematurely. The cervix. The cervix opened up prematurely. And um, that blood clot or, you know, possible other pregnancy came out. And he said, there is no explanation why the other baby did not come out. Yeah. But Oakley stayed there. (laughs) and uh (laughs) uh, he's not staying in one spot very much right now but like he He stayed there that that night and uh it was
1: it was crazy it was like
0: our own miracle yeah you know
1: (laughs) it was and they they checked my cervix and they said your your cervix is closed now why it opened and then closed we have no idea um and so we were ecstatic but they did leave i mean like their (laughs) final words were um Typically, when things like this happen, there is a full miscarriage that follows. Yeah. So we we left there, um, sort of with a cloud over us, but I think just hopeful at that point. Like they, that God gave us just this little glimmer of hope that we could hang on to, um, this little, this little ray to believe, even though scientifically medically it. It doesn't make sense even mm-hmm. now leaving the hospital leaving the er room mm-hmm. um so we we did we hung on to that we yeah. we were expecting for god to move and and you know we don't know if that was if that was a baby um mm-hmm. I, that's what a lot that's what our OBGYN thinks mm-hmm. that's what a lot of um medical professionals that we know and have explained the situation to they think that it was my body, um, just getting rid of the, the baby that didn't make it. And, um, but yeah, why Oakley didn't, didn't go then. I don't know. Um, but we're so thankful for that. And we were so, um, we just grew a lot in our faith yeah, and, and that whole season from the very first, um, the miscarriage all the way through our ministry, um transition and all the pain that came with that. Uh we were expectant for God to move in that season and then, you know, after our pregnancy with Oakley. Um just being so expectant and coming on the other side of that, you know, after Oakley's born, he's here, he's safe, um, he's healthy.
0: He was a COVID baby. He was a
1: COVID baby. Yes. All the things coming out of the other side of Oakley being here. We can look back on this entire um, season starting all the way back with our first miscarriage mm. um, and say God we understand now why you said to be expectant
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, be expectant for a baby mm-hmm. even though you're losing this one Yeah. be expectant for God to move in your ministry even though you're losing this one mm, that's good. Um, be expectant for God to bring about a healthy child even though you, we don't know but you could potentially have lost one you know, um, we just there was that word carried through, whispered throughout the entire season, our Job journey, be expectant. Mm. And how incredible is that? And um, I, I mean, God's so good even in, even in this. So we plan to talk about this, about our Job journey um, for Mother's Day and this, this week sitting Um, under a mentor of ours and just learning and gleaning, um, she brought up this um, Job Mm. um, idea. And Mm. she was explaining that um, historians, theologians, they say that all 42 chapters of Job's life that are are recorded there, um, all the things that he went through, and if you don't know all that he went through, go and read the book of Job. Um, eat some chocolate while you do it, and um, maybe drink some coffee or or whatever. Red Literally, bull. you need to get in your feels because he goes through a lot, and uh, you could easily walk out of that book depressed. But <laughs> um, But read through the book of Job, all the things that he went through. He lost his children. He lost his wife. He was alone. He was struggling. Like, everything was stripped away from Job. And um, it even says in the book of Job that God allowed that to happen. And we don't understand that. It doesn't make sense. But, but theologians and historians say that the whole 42 chapters of the book of Job and all of his struggles that we read about only lasted about nine months of his life.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, that gives us hope mm-hmm. because we can be expectant that even though we may be going through a category – Five hurricane season. Um, it is only a season, and we're going to come out on the other side of that. And um, and so to close things up here, um, as we talk about you know our job journey, and I'm sure that everyone listening has had a journey that could be relatable to Job's, um, a season of hardship and pain and suffering. Um, the hope that we can hold on to is the found at the very last part of the book of Job. So we hear all about his struggles, we hear about all the things that God allowed to happen to him. And then at the very end, um, it's these verses. In chapter 42, verse 16 and 17, it says this, After this, Job lived a hundred and forty years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. And so he died old and full of years. And so we have to remember that even though Job went through it um, and and there were lots of opportunities for him to not believe, he chose to believe when believing didn't make sense. And if we can all choose to believe when believing doesn't make sense, we're going to come out on the other side of that season full of life, full of knowledge and wisdom and experience. And God is going to purpose us. He's going to set us up for victory after that season um because he doesn't he doesn't end our stories badly you know um it's just like every disney fairy tale right there's always a bad part but they always live happily ever after and in a sense god does that for us he allows us to live happily ever after maybe not this side of eternity but when we can when we can choose to believe and believing doesn't make sense our happily ever after is promised to us Mm, in the kingdom of god it's promised to us so um i don't know what struggles you may be walking through or what you might be going through this mother's day um maybe there's pain in your story as it relates to your mom Mm.
0: um
1: or or maybe you are a mom walking through a painful season or you can just relate with some of the painful seasons that other people have walked through um believe when it doesn't make sense Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it that you're believing for right now? I, I just think that this Mother's Day, we could reflect on that. What is it that mm-hmm. we're believing for, even though it doesn't make sense? God's in the business of making the impossible happen. Mm-hmm. So.
0: It reminds me of uh, 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 the story of the man with the son who has a a boy who's been demon-possessed, and he brings him to Jesus. The father brings him to Jesus. It's in the book of Mark, if you want to look at it. Um, and Jesus asks the man, how long has this been going on? And he says, since my son was a kid and he's just like the possession, like the demon that's possessing him, throws him into the fire, uh, pretty much like tries to kill him, you know? And, uh, he said, he said, if you can do anything, can you please take, uh, Fix, help us," he says. "If you can do anything, help us." Yeah. And Jesus says, "If I can do anything," um, he said, "with me, all things are possible." Yeah. And uh, and the scripture says, immediately the father cried out, um, "I believe, but help my unbelief." Yeah. And uh, Jesus heals the boy. Um, you know, when it doesn't make sense to believe ask Jesus help my unbelief I I believe you but help my unbelief yeah. so it doesn't take over me and uh, I think no matter what you're walking through uh, if you can believe when it doesn't make sense and even when it gets so hard you cry out to the father I believe but help my unbelief mm-hmm. he's gonna be there for you every time
1: yeah yeah be expected
0: mm. it's good
1: all right, I think uh, I think we've done enough damage.
0: I think so. I think we're going to keep this one part, too, because it's Mother's Day. So
1: Happy Mother's Day to
0: you. That's the wrong song, um, but we'll let it fly.
1: Yeah. Uh, men, if you have um, wives, with, uh, you know, maybe they're your baby mamas, get them something good this year because they've worked hard. They've been homeschooling moms. They've been chauffeurs. They've been praying moms. They need a little
0: extra love. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next time.
1: Love you. Love you. Hey, everyone. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Charge the Champion. Make sure to check back weekly for new episodes or just go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you get notified when a new episode drops. Could you do us a favor and share this with your friends? Word of mouth, sharing to your socials, however you want to do it. Maybe something we said in this podcast might help someone charge the champion within them. Until next time, remember, history will be kind to you because by the grace of God, you're going to write it.